0: I believe our place is here in this country it's not in diaspora and I'm talking about coming together of our people who are called different names nowadays and they are under different churches nowadays because no matter what names and how many names we are called but we still one nation because we have we have one name and we have one history and we have one location
1: Hi everyone, it's Miriam Zia, your newest Assyrian podcast co-host, coming to you straight from your motherland with episode 136. You may have heard me on episode 90, better known as the Returnees Roundtable, when Jesse interviewed a few of us who have moved back to Iraq, and I'm so happy to be joining the Assyrian podcast as a co-host, bringing you the stories of our people who live right here in Iraq. It was in 2019 that I first met Benjamin Yelda, there was quite a buzz around him, all the women wanted to take selfies with him. After all, he was Mr. Erbil, a member of the very first gentleman's club in the country, a club whose mission was simply to revive Iraq's sense of fashion. Mr. Erbil's debut wasn't exactly met with cheer and applause. Iraq was at war with ISIL, Dash, not exactly a time to be investing in vests and pocket watches. But soon enough, Mr. Erbil got noticed and got so popular that it sparked other gentlemen's clubs to sprout across the country, becoming a more influential voice, namely a voice raising awareness against violence towards women. By then, Benjamin already had an interest in hip hop and rap. As early as 2004, he had started writing poems and lyrics. His mission? To become the voice of a silenced nation, provoking an awakening through lyrics and beat. His first song was written about Seifo. He wrote his next 11 songs, during the COVID-19 lockdown in spring 2020 that had shut down all of Iraq. Recorded and ready to be released, his songs speak of Umta and Atra and are a call for unity. Before we get to this week's interview, I want to remind you to make sure you subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us wherever you listen to the podcasts. And also, if you know someone who should be on the podcast, please reach out to us. You can find out more information about nominating future guests on our website. This episode is sponsored by the Oshana Partners, a husband and wife real estate team. Are you considering purchasing or selling a home in Arizona or California? John and Rita are available to help make your next real estate decision into a seamless transaction. Contact the Oshanas at 209-968-9519. Get to know them a bit more, too, by checking out their website, theoshanapartners.com. The Assyrian Podcast is also brought to you by Tony Caligarakis and the Injury Lawyers of Illinois and New York. If you know anyone that has been in a serious accident, please reach out to Tony Caligarakis. Tony has been recognized as a top 40 lawyer and a rising star by Super Lawyers Publication and has obtained multiple multi-million dollar awards. Tony can be reached at InjuryRights.com or at 847-982-9516. And now... Here is Benjamin Yelda. Benjamin Yelda, thank you so much for joining the Assyrian Podcast today. How are you doing?
0: Good, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for hosting me.
1: You're most welcome. Uh, speaking of hosting, we're actually here in Ankawa. Can you tell us a little bit more about where we are?
0: Ankawa is a town is uh, located in Erbil city. The majority are Christians. I've been living here for uh, 21 years. 22, actually.
1: Can you tell us about yourself, actually? Introduce yourself to our listeners.
0: Uh, my name is Benjamin Christoph Yalda. Uh, I was born in uh, Iran in 85. Uh, I'm originally from Iraq, but before I was born, my, my family was... Uh, they were refugees in Iran, and we came back in 91. Uh, After the uprising, we came back to Iraq. Uh, we settled in uh, Shaklawa. At first, then we moved to Saladin, then we moved to Ankara.
1: What was growing up like here?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Actually, it was like a, so adventurous. Let's say because of the, the the situation was going on. Because even after '91, we came back from Iraq, it was not let's say a peaceful life here. There were still wars going on here. It was strange time to be honest. <laughs> when someone is child we don't we don't we can't think like a like a, a grown and adult person so maybe we we missed a lot of things we missed a lot of the the danger we were in at that time because we we we, we couldn't think clearly as a as a adult human let's say but yeah we I when now i think about that time it was we yeah, are really dangerous and and as i said adventurous
1: Benjamin, I first met you when I was visiting Atra in April 2019 yeah. and you were introduced to me as Mr. Erbil. Hi. Uh... Can you tell us what is Mr. Erbil or who is Mr. Erbil?
0: Uh, Mr. Erbil, uh, me and uh, some colleagues, uh, a group of friends, we have formed Mr. Erbil uh, as a first gentleman club in Iraq.
1: So what's the gentleman's club?
0: Here? It was for, 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 for those people who are interested in dressing uh, elegant. Let's say we were more as a stylists and influencers more than a, let's say a, as a, as a fashion people, not 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 models, but more influencers in 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 fashions, uh, fashion world. Let's say
1: you were just wanting to influence fashion or did you want to influence other aspects of life?
0: Those people, I mean, me and and, and the whole group, we were interested in in dressing elegant even before we formed Mr. Erbil. So we we had a passion for for dressing. And then in uh, 2016, February 2016, we we, we established Mr. Erbil. And uh, yeah, we were interested in, in, in dressing elegant and also showing, let's say the other other face of of this society because at that time uh, the whole country was in war with the uh, isis everybody was about war at, in in this country so all the news is about oh, war war killing and things like that so we wanted to show that a, a positive side a bright side of of the society even though that society was in war with the uh, isis
1: the group was just composed of men why no woman <laughs>
0: Well, it was gentlemen, because it was risky at first, to be honest, we, when we established, we were expecting negative feedback, to be honest, because it was the first time such a thing happened in, in the society. It was kind of risky. We didn't want to to include women in, in, in that risky thing, to be honest, because it was a big, it would have been a big responsibility for us if there if they were men and women in that in that club.
1: Why were you expecting negative feedback?
0: Although the society used to, to, to dress very elegant in the past, in 30s, 40s, up to 70s, but after that, the mentality have changed and this, let's say, dressing well was put aside only on an on official or governmental things. People used to dress, let's say, for me, very elegant and formal. And uh, the second thing was the second factor, let's say, was because uh, this country was in war with the with the ISIS. So it was kind of not uh, a perfect time for such activity. but we decided anyway to do it uh, just like as to show to show the 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 other side of of this country.
1: And so what was the reaction that you actually did receive?
0: At first, it was negative, Okay. <laughs> but then gradually society used to it, and Mr. Erbil, let's say, reached the place it, it is now, it's very, very, let's say, well known, and uh, a lot of people, a lot of youth, look up to us now, and uh, they repeat such thing in other cities, in in uh, in in the whole Iraq, from north to south. For example, yeah. they started establishing Mr zacho mr Baghdad, and mr others
1: do you think you were able to achieve what you wanted to achieve with mr erbil
0: probably more in what way B- because to be honest we we were not expecting to go viral that way, as, as a way it went viral but then uh, a couple of reporters came they made an article on us in a in a magazine i think it was from in new zealand and then uh, reporters start coming and contacting us. So it went viral, very quick, to be honest.
1: When you saw that Mr. Erbil was becoming very popular and that you had a lot of influence, did you ever try to use that platform for other messages that you wanted to communicate to the communities?
0: Uh, yes, we, we used that in, in, in a lot of other ways except, let's say, just dressing side. We showed the, our support, our usual support and continuous support, to be honest, to women in this country. And uh, Still up now, uh, th- there are some, some corners at Mr. B location, they are dedicated to some women who do handcraft things for like, uh, accessories and things. We had a message to, to, to the society that to, to stop the violence used against the women.
1: Do you believe you've succeeded with that message as well?
0: I think yes. It changed a lot of a lot of uh, youth mentality. It was the first time that a bunch of men, let's say, or a gentleman club comes with uh, such a message. So basically, it was fashionable. Then we we used exploit that that platform. Or the, the let's say the fame we 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 received we uh, we exploit that to 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 show other things in this country.
1: What did Mr. Erbil mean to you personally?
0: It's like a my second family, to be honest. Really? Yeah, we consider it as a family because we've been to we are together for five years now. But the thing is, we we. We don't meet as before, to be honest, because we are too busy with other works, you know, life. And uh, it was like a hobby first, we had a passion for that. And then uh, it continued like that until it became main business for for some of us, actually.
1: So I started following you, your new account on Instagram, Benjamin, Benjamin, uh, the rapper. Yes. How did you transition from Mr. Erbil to a Syrian rapper?
0: My love for rap goes back before Mr. Rabeat actually goes back to 2004 and five. I used to write at that time poems, lyrics and things but it was very di- difficult for us to to make hip-hop music in in, in Iraq at that time because there were no beats, no hip-hop melodies let's say it was difficult to get and went, there was no internet to, to to download or to buy it online
1: When were you first exposed to rap?
0: I was a high school at that time. I used to listen to, to rap, hip hop uh, genre, but it was very difficult to get the, the let's say the cassettes or or, or CDs at that time. They were.
1: <laughs> we're aging yeah. ourselves. Oh, you had your little cassette player. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, you can cut that part.
1: <laughs>
0: no joking, dude. <leave> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, but uh, once I went to. There's a second hand market, it's called Langa here. I bought a CD, the guy said it's music and, and there were nothing to 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 try that music to see what is it. It was just music. I said what kind of music he said it's just foreign music. And I bought, bought it on. I got lucky. It was, it was uh, Tupac's two packs album on that uh, CD, CD. Check that, and I followed up to see who, who's this guy. I didn't know my at, at first, to be honest. By that time, he was killed. So I followed up with Tupac, and then I got more and more. He, he pushed me. He was my inspiration, actually, to to go deep and deep into rap.
1: Wow. So yeah. Tupac is your inspiration, <laughs> yeah, is your role is, model. Is. So is there a particular Tupac song that you that marked you personally?
0: Yeah, he has he has a, lo- a lot of songs, but my favorite ones is a Change and uh, Dear mama.
1: And so how did you decide to become a full-time rapper then?
0: Uh, First, to be honest, uh, I decided to do one song, only one song, which is about Seifo, the Assyrian genocide. When I recorded it and everything was ready, I I, I was about to make it a music video. Then COVID came and uh, life stopped, you know. Then I had three, four months at home, work was closed so I started writing because I had nothing to do actually everything was closed you know I started writing other lyrics other subjects other songs and the lyrics came so so let's say smoothly mm-hmm. and I could manage uh, to, to write uh, 12 songs
1: 12 songs
0: yeah. four 11 others
1: in three months four months
0: in four months yeah and I recorded uh, all of them already
1: and they're all written in Assyrian. Yes,
0: the lyrics are in Assyrian. Yes, the lyrics are in
1: Assyrian. How did the lyrics come to you?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Probably because we had, I had nothing to do, so like my mind was clear.
1: Were there special topics that you wanted to write about, sing about?
0: Yeah, uh, I mostly concentrated on, on on the topics about Umta. because I give priority over love songs and other type of songs are the subject of songs
1: how much effort is needed to actually create a rap song
0: rap is long you know We how much say
1: i the know normal it's song is, is, is
0: three minutes but they just say like a, less than 100 words the biggest effort you need is in writing the lyrics because that's let's say the powerful side of the rap song and uh, you need a lot of lyrics
1: <laughs> like how many lyrics do we need
0: I don't know, I have a song, it's close to 600 words, actually.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: but that's the longest one I have. And besides that, you you need long lyrics, you need rhyming in it. It's not just like a, let's say, a normal, regular song that you just need rhyming at the end of the line. But you need rhyming, it has different categories of of rhyming, you know. At the end, the middle, the start, the middle and then the end. It's a lot of a lot. Of, it needs a lot of effort and concentration, to be honest. Yeah, and you should be really good in vocabulary. Let's say.
1: And what about the beat? How do you come up with the beat?
0: Oh, uh, the beat. Uh, at first, was difficult for us to get the beat actually, because there was no internet and there were no hip hop producers here. But nowadays, we can buy beats online, or we can meet a producer here in Iraq, and you can he can make the, the the beat.
1: Do you buy the beat and then you try to match your lyrics to that beat? Or do you buy a beat that matches the idea you had for the rap?
0: Well, that, that depends on on the rapper, to be honest. Yes. Some get the beat and they write lyrics on. Some get write the lyrics and they give their flow to the producer and uh, composer and he gives them the, the beat they want. But for me, I, I usually get the beat and then uh, I write my lyrics. Because for me, the beat is... Uh, very important and there are some types of beats that, like each beat is made for a different category of song, different subject, like for some subjects related to Umta, you cannot have like a junky beat or something like that or for a, a sad topic, let's say you need to have a kind of sad beat, you cannot go with the,
1: yeah, any beat. A beat, beat. Yeah, beat <laughs> I saw on your Instagram account that you refer to yourself as the voice of a silenced nation. Yes. In what way do you believe the nation is silenced?
0: Well, in a lot of ways, to be honest.
1: Can you tell us?
0: Well, we see what happened to 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 our people, or still what is happening since the 804 and plus has been like a 150 or 170 years and plus. I'm talking about just the let's say the new history, let alone the the before that.
1: So, what's happened in the new history that has silenced our nation?
0: Well, the we know it started with a genocide, and then Semele came, and then Bath came, Bath party, and then uh, continues up to now.
1: What sort of things are continuing now?
0: I don't know how to, how to describe that, okay. actually. Well, 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 the obvious one is that when, when, when a nation is silenced to, to, to the point that that nation is not able to tell what that nation wants and who they are, and what belongs to them, and they own this or that one, this thing or that thing. Let's say
1: we are silenced because we we can't say these things. We are not able to.
0: Yes, do. because we are not given the opportunity to say that things.
1: And so, what kind of voice do you want to be for this silenced nation?
0: As you hear from my songs, that I wanted to to do some some music music to be close to to real reality. Actually, yeah, I'm not so into so poetic side let's say of of the music of the lyrics but more into a realistic one in my songs i express what what is need to be to be done for our nation for our, our people and that's not only my, my opinion i think it's the opinion of majority of, of of our people one of the reasons i started let's say writing rap and recording songs in rap is because i thought it's there are things i wanted to say yeah. and i know my grand grandfathers wanted to say and next generations will want to say so uh, i i thought somebody had to say it it's this we have to say those things somebody had to say the hard truth the hard truth yeah but that hard truth is kind of difficult to to, to say it in normal songs in other types of, of music but hip-hop is it opens the door for you to 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 say to say what what you really want to say
1: so your songs are meant to be a wake-up call yes where did this desire to become the voice of a silenced nation come from
0: there were, there were a lot of things inside my head and, and I'm sure those things are inside a lot of our people's head not only me but it's just thinking you know, thinking how we do the, how we do the, but somebody had to say those things to to, to put them on the table then to, to, to be open about to, to discuss them let's say not just like a theoretically but let's go to the practical part also
1: and how do you think the nation can regain its voice?
0: well by speaking up and raising their voice All together, one hand, and not compromising on things related to their nation. Such as what? Such as identity, such as land, such as name.
1: It takes courage to become the voice of a nation, especially when you're singing the naked truth. What sort of response did you think you would get from the community?
0: Well, it depends on on how that community is awake and how that community is open to the re- reality i'm sure a lot of a lot of people will uh, they they already show support to me actually but there are i know some people won't like that because there've been conflicts in 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 this region in these surrounding countries for for centuries so things are not like are not cleared up yet so each one wants the biggest part of it Maybe many people won't like what what I'm saying, what I'm calling this or that. This is mine, this is not. Everybody is like, no, it's mine. Uh, The other one's for himself. So it's just like any other truth to be said or any artistic work to be presented will have supporters and haters. Mm -hmm. But I I had to say it in, in all cases.
1: Do you believe that the majority agrees with your message?
0: The majority of our people, yeah, agree with my message.
1: One hand united? Yes. And what about the rest?
0: They might not agree, but uh, I ask them, do they have a, any other solution, excluding being one hand?
1: And what's the answer that they give you? Uh,
0: I think they don't have the
1: answer. Let's talk about your songs. You've released three singles so far. Yes the first one was burnt promises yes let me play a little excerpt for us here
0: لقد قمتها الاقله هو كليتا خزيلا إرامتها بيضك كسخينة تليتها أرقوها رخ قمتها هو يبشت مضيتها يطنهيج لشنطة هو يبتج من خرديتها هالي من بسف رخ المندي دي لديان لي بايق بس فارج أخلينا قطية هيويا من نوخم بوش باك رخ دقلت براتينا ميا هار بوش رخ بوش بتطلط من
1: so it's time for my nation to stand on her own feet. This matches exactly what you were yeah. describing earlier as giving nation a voice. Yeah. You refer to Umta as a she, her own feet. Yes. Is there a reason for that?
0: Because uh, we, we see it as a mother to all of us. So powerful. <laughs> you thought this about a girl or something?
1: No, actually, I thought exactly. Uh, that. But it's, to hear you say it, I'm like, oh, it's so. Why do you believe in this message? Why do you believe in this message?
0: I believe in that message because uh, it's been more than a century that we were promised to have our lands and let's say our sovereignty. We've been given a lot of promises, but unfortunately none of them were fulfilled. So I think I'm asking again that to remind those who promised us that, okay, if you didn't do this to us in the past, you even though you promised us, so I think now is, is, is a good time to do it.
1: Who do you want to listen to this song?
0: This is to my people, all of them actually, but uh, mainly for foreign countries, powerful Western countries.
1: And after they listen to the song, what do you want them to do?
0: Well the, the 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 demands are very clear in the song to fulfill their one hundred plus years promises.
1: The second song that you released is called Language.
0: Yeah. <laughs> هرستان جودا الدنيا مو دالير خيخي مقرقن اي وخشوني بدوري لاتبيقي ساماران قلتانا ماشمانو سنيخي قدره لطلقاوان هواسو شتيقي خاكما اما التانا بيولبانو سيخي دو اختالي تنقاوان جيباتو سنيخي what message are you trying to
1: convey in this song?
0: my main message in that song is that we as a nation are responsible if we lose this language or if if dies let's say because language there are a lot of languages died you know in humanity history so it's our responsibility to protect it and to 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 teach it to new generations otherwise it will be dead like many many languages
1: when and how did you learn to read and write Assyrian?
0: Uh, since my childhood, actually, when, when the school was uh, over in the summer, uh, we used to go to church.
1: And so you learned that? At, at church?
0: Yeah, reading and writing in Syria.
1: Was this something that your parents forced, or is, was it something you wanted to do?
0: Oh, no, actually, it was not forced, definitely. But we, we were just, uh, let's say, a bunch of kids and, you know, cousins. We used to go, go to, to, to church to, to learn.
1: How do you think uh, modern day parents, Assyrian parents, can encourage their children to learn the language when they're living in diaspora, for example?
0: Well, first of all, unfortunately, we have people here also, not only in diaspora, that they don't speak Assyrian.
1: What do they speak? Or
0: let's say, let's uh, call it Surat in different dialects. They speak different other languages, let's say, but they're not our, our language, not any dialect of our language. But mainly, yes, uh, it's for those in diaspora. I think for, it's 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 very difficult nowadays with the you know this age of technology and 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 individual freedom, let's say, to choose what he wants, what she wants. But I think if 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 those parents. If they are able of course to to bring their kids a couple of trips to to Atra here and they meet with their own community and they contact them kind of measure that community for, 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 for the period they're staying here, that that will affect them to, to learn that language. And of course, show them their history and history sites on and, and, and this country.
1: Going back to the point you made about people here not speaking Surat, they're speaking Arabic, Kurdish, yes, other foreign yes, languages. Yes, di- diff-
0: different, different language.
1: Why do you think it is that they're not speaking Surat?
0: Some of them are because of their geographical location. They're located in far places from the majority of, of let's say, the majority city of, of, of Christians. So they, they are used to use other language, And some of them, I think, they feel ashamed of their own language.
1: Why shame?
0: I don't know. It depends. I should ask them, actually, because I still have no answer for that. But I just know it because I, I, I know a person, more than a person, actually. They know, for example, a Syrian and they know Arabic. But you see them always talking in in Arabic. I speak to them in Assyrian, they reply me in Arabic. But he's Assyrian, and he knows to speak Assyrian. But it's kind of like I give him, I don't know, a a high social status, probably he thinks that way. I I don't know exactly what's the reason, to be honest.
1: In your song you say, don't leave room for foreign language or culture to overtake. Yeah. Wouldn't you say rapping now is a form of allowing other cultures to overtake ours?
0: I use, use rap, I sing, do songs in rap uh, genre to be able to see these things that I'm just saying in my, in my songs because I, I would not be able to say it in, in let's say, typical Assyrian songs. But another reason is that uh, I believe our people, especially youth, they need to have this type of, of, of music and let's be honest, anyway, they listen, it. They listen to it. To, to hip-hop. They like hip-hop. The majority of youth like hip-hop now instead of listening to let's say English hip hop or French or German I thought that we Assyrians can have hip hop so those who like hip hop they can listen to their own language hip hop
1: your third single is our ugly truth yeah let me play a little excerpt for us here
0: اجد ريش اندرائي سبير <تصفيق> اخيني كي بي قاتن جاني رابا قايم <تصفيق> خاصنا يا خينا لبن ملا يمكينا خاش واخ باتن لي تبقى يو باتت مار يا خينا او دار ليس رو تا بليغي بطني بدريع بل او دار ليس رو تا مونشي يس لطا قرب نقر تاني هالابد بحي او حين اقل مو كولن خطي خد كون هشطي من سورن هالغورن ام ا لا هالي وخمطي كولن رقي ازوزا سيبي مدويقا كولن It na shooter, iten crotta, iten chapra, iten slaughter, it hoopra, Maria's daughter, archi, muscle, car,
1: parshutre, bushte, le, garshut, le, muscle, tita, cans, maria, carto, in manship. Who are you referring to in this song?
0: Uh, not a specific person or not a specific uh, community, to be honest. This is so general about our. Uh, or humanity.
1: This is what you're observing in the world right now? Yeah, what we see. Can you describe the world that you're seeing around you these days?
0: Materialistic, full of ego, full of hate.
1: <laughs> Oof, that's not a nice <laughs> world. <laughs> okay, but you mentioned God and the church quite a bit in the song. Yeah. Why is religion such a prominent feature of the song?
0: Well, uh, because I think it has always been, and it is uh, the, the only place that, a strong place, remained on earth to gather people together, or to, to make people to treat e- each other in a good way.
1: You have more songs coming out soon. Yes. When can we expect to hear them?
0: At the end of the month, let's say, around Gabnisa. And what
1: will those songs be addressing?
0: One of them is uh, called uh, Motherland, and uh, the other one is about the Church of the East.
1: If I'm not mistaken, Benjamin, you actually have a surprise for our listeners. It's a snippet, a teaser from your next single, Motherland. Yeah. Let's have a listen.
0: on the holy land which
1: is built by my ancestors' hands, they are looking me in the face and telling me there's no place for you. My sons and daughters are unable to drink from the Tigris River. Others are taking over my land. Day after day, my wounds are growing. Others are clapping and cheering when I'm falling. But the thing that hurts me the most in my thoughts is those who have left this land will never return to it.
0: That doesn't apply to you either. (laughs) 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 Thank
1: you. How does it not apply to
0: (laughs) Because you are back.
1: (laughs) I am back. Listening to your lyrics makes me sad. Why? It makes me sad because I feel, what can I do? What can I do? I'm listening to your message. What mm-hmm. can I do? So what can people do? When, once they hear your message, once they're awakened, Okay. what can they do?
0: That, that's, that's the point of, of my songs, to be honest, to awake people our people to, to they ask themselves that what they can do for this nation how could they all come together and help the nation the first thing we they can do or we can do is that we all come together we act as a one hand one nation and one voice that will help help us better
1: When you talk about coming together, are you talking about people here in Atra or people outside Atra, both?
0: I'm talking about our people here and in diaspora. And I believe our place is here, in this country. It's not in diaspora. And I'm talking about coming together of our people who are called different names nowadays. And they are under different chairs nowadays. Because no matter what name is and how many names we are called, but we still one nation because we have, we have one name and we have one history and we have one location.
1: What name is that?
0: Assyrian. History and land and, and, and everything is, is related to that name. The great name, which, which we suffered thousands of years under that name. So it will be very difficult for me to put some like a, any other name not related to that one.
1: What are the last words you want to leave our listeners with? I want our people
0: to come closer together, and they they act and 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 feel as one nation, not each not work with different names and different nations, because we are one. I know politically we've been separated, but we still want because we have one land, and one name, one identity, one history. And I want my people to help our artists and our art generally, not only as singers, I mean any type of art. And listen to our music and use our language more than foreign language and teach their kids and Next Generations, this holy language.
1: Can we offer our listeners a little surprise? Would you rap for us?
0: Yeah, I'll rap a couple of lines of Seifo. That's my that's the, the song that actually pushed me to, to do all these songs. And it's my favorite one.
1: <laughs> Let's have a listen. Okay.
0: Alpeshenevoron in a haladum, Pisa, Rabagahedu and Kotakla to Dushmundisa, Haman Gahim Kutsunum and Bali le le Chisha, Saifo Shamamutun haladerbe levisha.
1: Thanks for tuning in to my first episode of the Assyrian Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to bringing you more stories from the homeland. We'll be back next week with a new episode. In the meantime, take a listen to Benjamin's rap and enjoy the poetry in his lyrics.